0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Dave Schrader,
1: Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine
0: Brandt, and Andy Bernard Bernard. We will be right back. Now, Dave, uh, you, you met Jay Johnson where? Yeah, we were out of Joliet State
2: Prison doing a paranormal investigation this last weekend.
0: So what did you do to get in prison?
2: Uh, went there paid a ticket, you know, just no, like, no, everybody no. I mean, <laughs> just like a normal prison. Present?
0: Don't lie to me. <laughs> I wish.
3: You
2: know don't how many dads spend more time in prison doing paranormal investigations than most celebrities have spent for doing actual crime? <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Is this um... a
1: defunct prison? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, since I think 2002, defunct. 2004.
0: Situational awareness 101, because what you don't know can hurt you. Jay Johnson, our special guest next, Tom Bernard podcast.
2: Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue?
0: Chris Eggert's
1: such a good guy. He is a good
0: guy. <laughs> I know, I know. Are we back? We are.
1: Oh, I am, anyway.
0: Before we join Jay, I just wanted to read something. It's, this was not for air, but I, I think podcasting it's okay. It's a friend of mine in the news business. He's been on the podcast a number of times. Well, I can say <laughs> it's Chris Eggert. That's that's who it was. But I just want to read this because this is a, Chris is a great guy. Uh, Hi, Tom, hope all is well. Would you consider shooting a story with me one morning between the KQ Morning Show and when you start your podcast? Just you and I BSing about your career. It would be on tape and edited down for air. Also, you can tell me to F off. People do that all the time. Oh, <laughs> Chris. Chris. Chris is such a great guy. Chris, I would be honored to do that. I'll reach out to him later on today. Just Chris Eggert's a great
2: guy. could do like the Prince thing. I'll come sit next to you, and he'll ask the questions, and I'll lean over to you. You whisper in my ear, and I'll <laughs> answer for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Michael
1: Bryant attend. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Don't is Jay ready that. to go,
0: Andy? Uh, yes, he is. Ladies and gentlemen, I was looking at the book just now. Dave Schrader brought it in with him. Situational awareness 101. Because what you don't know can hurt you. Isn't that the truth? Boy, the problem I have, Jay, and I want to turn it over. And just you and Dave know each other a bit, so I'm going to hear you guys conversing. But. Isn't that the biggest problem in the world right now? Is about ninety-five percent of people don't know a damn thing, but they think they know everything. Is that a huge problem? Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, Jay, I just get so tired of dim wits. It's just, uh, and not that I'm some great genius. That's not what I'm saying. But my God, people are getting dumber by the day.
2: We can attest to that, Tom.
0: That I'm not a genius. Yes, thank you. We are thank here you. to
2: support <laughs> that. Really, 100%. really
0: nice. <laughs> but you know what, uh, Jay? Uh, Dave just got fired, so he can't talk to you. But yeah anyway uh dave jay johnson now where'd you guys meet
2: well we met uh joliet state prison this past weekend there was a paranormal conference and we were doing ghost hunting and hanging out and uh, he gifted me a copy of his book and uh, i just thought this would be a great thing to to bring on especially with your podcast talk a little bit about it because again we run into the fact that you think you're prepared in life for most things and then we hear the horrific things that pop up on the news and Mm -hmm. and we realize just how unprepared we really really are and what what I also I was curious about. I mean, the book is, is phenomenal. Jay, what inspired you to write this?
4: Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, Chris Fleming asked me the same thing because I did an April podcast, I want to say, maybe three years ago on his thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: And I just have a very diverse background. I was picked on my whole life, which made me a fast runner. Um, <laughs> So I, like I it. well I, I I prefer not confrontation. I, I don't want to argue with people. I want to get along, but I don't want to get my ass kicked either. So right. you have a choice: get there, get your ass kicked, learn how to fight, or run. And um, sometimes running's a better option. But in a nutshell, I was a cop in the late '80s. I worked undercover security for venture department stores for ten years. Um, I'm EMT certified, rescue diver certified. Uh, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I'm proficient with most weapons, archery, black powder, musket, guns. I've also written another book, Beginner's Guide to Gun Ownership, which is a 198-page book. I ran a martial arts school in California. I've been in and out of martial arts since I was 15. So I have gone after the information to have the experience that I need in most situations if and when they arrive. And the problem with most of the human race, and it doesn't make them bad people, is they're a lot more reactive than they are proactive. <laughs> but the second yeah. something happens, they become proactive. So I sent you a video, Dave, about 30 minutes ago, no joke. My brother's house about an hour ago uh, was a potential break-in. He's got one of those, like, ring door belts. Somebody approached a secondary front door, pulled on the door a couple times, see if it was locked. They kind of tested the waters. But his wife was home. She knocked on the window, and the guy just says, oh, sorry, the wrong house. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm.
4: Wrong house today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And that's the problem. You know, this book is 360 pages, 50 chapters. It's a very diversified book. And the first chapter is common sense. Is it really common? And it's not what you would think I would say. I'm not slamming people saying this guy's smart and this guy's stupid. What I'm saying Mm. is, if you haven't learned it the hard way, or you haven't been taught the right way, you're likely going to encounter a situation it's not going to turn out in your favor. And I'll give you an example. If you were taken camping by your mom or dad when you were younger and they teach you, hey, here, this is how you make a fire safely. This is how you put the fire out safely. Now, fast forward, maybe you're 12 years old. Now you're old enough to leave at home for maybe 10 minutes while mom runs to the store. Right. She's got something on the stove and a grease fire flares up. Well, you've been taught you throw water on the fire to put it out. How's it going to work out if it's a grease fire? Oh, not God, well. Yeah. But how do you know that? Yep. Yeah. You, either, you either taught it or you found out the hard way, didn't yep. you?
2: yeah.
4: And that's what I mean by common sense is it really common. We, we have a natural ability to think that once we've learned it, it's just common knowledge and everybody else around us knows it. But that's not necessarily the case. And we no. come from all walks of life. So your experience may be different than mine. You may have city smarts, but if I take you in the woods, you're done with a box of rocks. I could take a redneck down in the southeast and bring him into the city. He might struggle a little bit, but if I had to get lost in the woods, that's the guy I want to be with.
0: Right, right.
4: So Everybody has their strong suits. Nobody's completely stupid and nobody's completely smart. It all has to do with the subject matter at hand.
1: Tom, do you agree? That's with that? why,
4: even, yeah. That's why even <laughs> when I go on these ghost hunts, I like to go on the ghost hunts with people like you and Chris Slumming, people that are seasoned.
0: Did you hear you know, that, Jay? One,
4: one, well, one, one, I learned from you guys, and two, if something does go down, I have real professionals there that know how to deal with the situation. I'm not breaking into some abandoned building on my own, hoping for the best.
2: Right, right, right. Well, it's and control- it's controlled. It's getting prepped, but that's the whole thing is, you know, as a parent, you forget, you know, you forget what you don't know, right? And and it's like, gosh, I, you're right. I should show my kids how to put out a, a grease fire, how to do this. I bought these uh, uh, fire blankets that I have hanging up all over the house in these little packages. You pull the tabs and throw them out. You can put them over every type of fire, and they put them out. They're and awesome. and I've I've told the kids about that, but not explained to them why, right. why this is important, why we just don't throw water, why these things happen. But it seems like, God, can you ever truly be prepared? You know, I drove, driving to Chicago this weekend, I, I let my uh, son drive. He's 15. He's got his permit. He needs to get 50 hours under his belt. And I didn't critique the driving as much as I taught him how to be aware of the cars in front of you and behind you at all times. And realize that not just your lane is important. Look in the lane in front of you. Uh, to the right and to the left. If you mm-hmm. see their brake lights coming on, start to slow down, even if your guys aren't turning slow yet, because that means something's coming. And you know, kind of go down and he'd say to me, man, what, wow, you knew that was gonna happen. And I'm like, yeah, you gotta you gotta be aware because otherwise we would have been right through the back of that truck when it did slam on its brakes. That's why we have to kind of keep, keep an eye all around us. But I feel like, you know, I still am I giving them enough knowledge to go out into the world and deal with stuff how do we you know approach some of this and at what age do we start teaching kids how to handle pressure and moments like this without it making them live in a fear instilled world
4: Uh, you know that's going to depend on your how, where you live maybe your race religion Mm -hmm. your your religious beliefs might have a lot to do with it The, the thing is you can't teach them everything at once but you can teach them thing in stages Just like when we teach somebody martial arts, they don't come in and learn how to be a black belt day one. They start with the basics. Once they get the basics down, you move them to the next stage. If you try to teach them everything at once, they're going to do everything sloppy. They're not going to do it right. They're not going to remember it anyway. Right. And the thing is, you have to make sure that they're practicing what you taught them because if they come in and they teach the basics and they come in and, well, I want to learn more, Sifu. Uh, Okay, show me what you've already learned. If they're not already doing what they've learned correctly there's no point in throwing more on their plate. Like for some martial arts, when you go, if you want to get into weapons like spear, staffs, scream of sticks, nunchucks, some of, the, some of them won't start teaching you that to your higher belt. Mm-hmm. But some of them believe that teaching it to you right from the get-go gives you better high, high hand coordination and works left brain, right brain better. And I actually agree with that. But again, it depends on what martial arts you get into and what they want to do when they want to do it. Right. Statistically speaking, and this book is largely based on teaching people to be more proactive than reactive. And it's basically that comes down to a mindset is, you know, there's a chapter in here, for example, college campuses, a couple other chapters, how to prevent rape, what to do immediately after rape. Those three chapters have a lot in common. Same thing with home burglaries. Most home invasions happen during the day. Um, and the thing is, people might say, well, yeah, but I can't afford an alarm system. I guarantee you, once your house is burglarized, the next day you'll have an alarm system put in. And all of a sudden it's affordable. Because it doesn't matter what the statistics are. Once you have become a victim, you don't care what the statistics are. You are the statistic.
2: And right, and you can't no,
4: make that go away.
2: You can replace the items that are taken, but you can never replace that sense of security in your own home once you've been violated like that.
4: Yeah, Right. I mean, you have life, you have rape, you have abduction, you have human trafficking. And, first, and the other thing is when people break in, the main things they look for, of course, money, jewelry, prescription medicines, electronics. What makes it really hard to pawn an electronic is if they don't have the power cord. But how many people are going to leave their house for the day Take the power cords out of the laptop, the TV, right, and hide and hide it somewhere. Put it in a safe, like no nobody. One. But mm-hmm. just as point of reference, if they don't have the power cord, the pawn shop ain't going to want to buy it because it's a pain in the butt to try to get a power cord or something.
0: Really? See, I didn't, that's great you said that, Jay, because I had no idea that hmm. was true.
4: Well, one of the chapters again is: Are you a creature or habit? First place they usually check when they come in: master bedroom. What do most people hide in master bedrooms? If it's even hidden, gun in the closet, under the mattress, jewelry, prescription medicines in the kitchen, in the cabinet. Um, You know, electronics are all over a house now. Back in the day, if you had money, you had a black and white TV, and that was it. Now you go into a house, and some of these places have TVs in every room. Laptop in the office. They got a TV in the kitchen. So, I mean, you're making it too easy for them because you're putting things where they know most people put things.
0: Uh, Jay, you just brought something up that was fantastic. Catherine and I bought a new house about three years ago. Uh, TV in every room. Oh, we had God. like God. seven televisions. Bathrooms. <laughs>
1: so everything. TVs. Mm-hmm. Ba- I mean, it was just insane how many we in TVs nobody wants were in the house. to
2: miss the kickoff when you're in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh
3: my God.
2: <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. You laughs> you know? It's crazy. Like I'm like seven, seven televisions in that house. Uh,
1: yeah. So many televisions. But
2: now you're down to one black and white TV <laughs> yeah. without a plug. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I have how a 10 year
1: old Mac <laughs> desktop that they can take anytime in It has zero value.
3: the
4: if I come into your house with any enough meter, it's just going to go off in every room.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
4: and exactly. Just wanted it. to make sure.
2: Well, tell you know, give, give us some uh, tips for people that are out and about how to not be a target. And I know, obviously, I like don't be on your phone the whole damn time. Be aware of your surroundings. But, I mean, what else is a, kind of a good, uh, what should be common sense, but is ser- seriously lacking? What are good ways to keep yourself from being a target? I have a
4: dog. Well, here's mm-hmm. something I'm going to do. So, you know, one of my websites is ghostfanatics.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, after we get off the phone, I'm going to go on there and I'm going to put a list of all 50 chapters in this book. So if somebody's even thinking of buying the book, of course, it's on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble,
0: but very good.
4: they could go They could go on Ghost Fanatics if they want. Just scroll down. They can read all 50 chapters.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
4: well, not the chapter itself, but the title.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah. You Way to I mean, tease because us. Because it
4: it's like, well, what's this book about? <laughs> right. I, I like writing books about real things. Mm-hmm. A common sense are really common, how to avoid being singled out at the target, how to give yourself the advantage, being prepared before you go, being prepared to go out before you leave the home. That's really where it all starts. You want to be prepared in the home, but when you leave, are you prepared when you go out? Avoiding identity theft. ATMs, travel tips, local and abroad, what to do if you're stranded, what to do if your vehicle breaks down in traffic, parking lot preparedness, long-term parking. Parking lots are playground for criminals. There's so many things that happen in parking lots, from human trafficking, uh, rape, sex acts, burglary, robbery, abduction, you name it. Almost everything's on the table when it comes to parking lots. I hate parking and that rolls I over into gas stations and convenience stores.
2: Well, I just, you just saw an article, Jay. Let me happen. ask you real quick. I just saw an article that, again, had never even crossed my mind about this, but the, the headline was never get in the tow truck with the driver. If they come out to tow your car, you should never ride with the tow truck driver. You should arrange a secondary ride or have somebody else there. Um, is that really an issue? Tow, tow truck drivers are trafficking people now?
4: Well, you know, if you just watched the movie uh, Breakdown, you might be a little concerned with, you know, Kurt Russell. That's a joke, by the way. Like,
2: That's a joke. Hey. It's a location joke. You had to have been there, I guess.
3: Uh,
4: <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. If you've called AAA, for example, and they sent a tow truck out, and you mm-hmm. know it's the tow truck that they sent, I'd feel a lot more confident in that than just a tow truck happened to be showing up and says, hey, You know, it's kind of like you paid somebody to come out and reseal your blacktop driveway. You have that relationship. But then you get these door knockers that say, hey, I got a little stuff left over from a job I did. One subdivision over. We'll give you a discounted price today. And now all of a sudden, all they're doing is putting used motor oil on your blacktop driveway. And you think they're seal coating it. Oh, wow. It's got to be your level of comfort. Just yeah. The same me. thing, a lot of people, because a lot of people dress in uh, service uniforms, UPS and FedEx. You'll have these porch pirates that will follow FedEx and UPS trucks around all day. Because what do they do? Deliver packages. And then you just follow behind them. And when they go around the corner, you just go up and you grab the package off the porch. Hmm. And this is a very common occurrence. Great. And th- some of them knock on the door to see if you're home. Well, if I'm sitting down the block, set of binoculars, and I see you put a package down and knock on the door, I might give it five minutes. But if nobody answers that door, I might go on the assumption, okay, nobody's home. All right. So, hmm. and if you're single out of the target, I mean, that really what puts the odds against you. Because there's all, there's a bunch of statistics in the book in when you're most likely to be kidnapped. Believe it or not, you're most likely to be kidnapped within a couple miles of home. And the reason why is if you leave home and you get closer to home, it funnels you in a more narrow pathway of your usual travels.
1: Oh, more predictable.
4: Yeah, and that falls into kind of, are you a creature or a habit? Take different routes once in a while. Don't be so set on everything. Because if somebody does have it out for you, the more routine you are, the easier to take advantage of it. Because they already know where you're gonna be, when you're gonna be, where you go, (laughs) You like to go to the cafe on Tuesdays. You go to the health club on Thursdays. You like to go between 12 and noon or 12 and 2. You're making it too easy for somebody to single you out. You want to be as unpredictable as possible.
2: Well, I've told you, yeah, I have a friend of mine who every time they go to answer the door for whatever door knocker's there and their big brutus dog comes charging up, they. Um, Oh, don't worry about him. He's a teddy bear. If you got in here, he'd just lick you all over. I'm like, why would you say that? Yeah, you don't know who this guy he's is. Maybe he's right. up to check and see what right. the lay of the land is. Yeah, Let right. him think your dog's a killer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, and right. he's, oh well, I don't want people being afraid of my dog. I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> you
3: yeah, know? yeah.
2: I didn't get a pit bull because they're cuddly looking. He he looks like he might eat you. I want a dog that is a sweetheart of a dog, but will protect my property. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I try not to. You know, you don't want to give that away to people either. That oh yeah. I don't worry about it. My dog's you get in this house, he's just gonna lick you.
1: I say, unless I say the word, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah so don't see. worry what about it do? unless
1: don't I say,
4: say the word.
1: Nuts, <laughs>
0: you,
4: you know, there's, there's a safe word for other situations too, but that's not for this
0: call. <laughs> that's right, it's a different deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> took a turn. It Jay, <laughs> is is that, you know, interesting, Jay,
3: is that
0: you bringing that up, Jay, just popped into my head, and I didn't even know I was doing it. But I grew up in a very dangerous neighborhood as a little kid, and it apparently has stuck with me my whole life because when I leave home, I can get to this building in th- by three different routes, and I take a different route every day, and I actually have no reason to do it. I just do it. But now you've told me exactly why I do it because it's stuck in my head. Don't be too predictable. You're absolutely right. So you're going to have to add a fourth and fifth yeah. route now. Tom. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. A fourth, oh, yeah. I'm not telling you what route I'm taking. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's but, why I always Jay, like you're it right.
5: when people are really worried about, like, the government tracking your movements. Right. It's like, well, first, they know where you work and where you live. So they know where <laughs> like you are yeah. 95% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. If Thanks. they want to come get you, they're just going to go to your house yeah. Yeah. or to your job or if your it's job. work
2: hours. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like well, the guys who used to tear not, the
5: he... dollar
2: bills and pull the little uh, strips that were inside of them so right. that they couldn't be tracked. Right. Mm.
4: Well, well, believe <laughs> it or not, they say there's chips and tires.
5: Really? What do you think, Tire Carver? Yep. <laughs>
0: do you carve out chips ever? Oh, think about that. The Tire Carver. That's what his real I mean,
4: name not, not is,
3: Andy. Not the chips that you can Uh-oh. eat if you
4: pull over and you're stranded, but check this out. In the book, Chapter 19, Whether or Not to Answer the Door.
3: Uh-huh. Because oh,
4: people God. people feel compelled. As soon as that doorbell goes off or somebody knocks, they gotta open it. I never well, answer the door. Yeah, me. Me. <laughs> I like get
5: away from I it. drop to the floor.
4: <laughs> I still have a sign Army outside crawl up. Of
1: yeah, exactly. yeah, I still
5: yeah.
4: have a sign <laughs> out of my house
3: that says <laughs> sleeping Listen, baby. About and... the
4: only time I'll about the only time I'll do that is if I see some uh little teenage girls out there in Girl Scout uniforms that have boxes and boxes of Girl Scout mm. cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could yeah, the right. be right. the imposters. <laughs> Check this out, because I like to cite a lot of statistics. A lot of statistics I get off the website. I try to get the most current data. It can come from places like the FBI, the CIA, uh, US.gov. 30% of all home invasion burglaries are forced entry. 60% of the victims were unarmed at the time of occurrence. 50% of the home invasion burglaries are by assailants portraying some type of service or delivery person. 60% of rapes occur during a home invasion. 10% of home invasions are to a single parent with kids. Home invasion means someone is in the home, but not necessarily mean anything is stolen. 33% of all home invasions occur when someone is at home. 65% of violent burglaries, the victims knew the offenders. 85% of the burglaries case the home first.
3: Mm.
4: Most home invasions occur as a form of domestic violence. And. Well, this other thing I don't want to give away because then you're giving information to criminals. I guess Mm -hmm. I like that
1: curtain twitcher at the end of our block then.
4: She's she's got her
1: eye on everything. (laughs) Your dog's peeing on the geraniums. Knock, knock, knock. In the chapter, different ways
4: to fortify (laughs) your home, you have to understand that there's different levels of fortification. You have real fortification where maybe you have glass in your windows or your door that are laminated like the front windshield and they're just a lot harder to get through they're going to have to keep pounding and pounding and pounding it's not security you can see but it's real security that you have Mm. then you could have surveillance cameras well maybe they're real and maybe they're dummy you can see a lot of dummy cameras on amazon where it just has a blinking light but it's not really recording anything so you're playing the psychological game maybe you don't have a dog. But you go to the dollar store, you buy a dog chain, you buy a dog dish, you put them in the backyard. And if I'm looking over the fence in your backyard and I see a dog chain and a dog dish, if I'm not staking out your house to make sure, I'm going to assume you got a dog.
2: See well, that's that's why I leave a chain in the front yard and poop in my own yard once in a while Boy. so people think I <laughs> have a dog. a shock.
0: Shock is it? Well, it's a big dog. <laughs> Andy, actually, you, you know should,
4: that dogs have problems. You, you are you are seeming more and more like Homer Simpson to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: no question about it, Jay. No doubt about it. Well, he watched a lot. He's pretty much like, in that deal. Andy, why don't you tell what? Jay about your experience with a home home invasion? That was pretty over at uh,
5: Oh yeah, Alex in house. Minneapolis, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was at my friend's house. And everybody uh, was home, right? Uh it was me, him, and his mom. I don't want to say their names because I don't know no. if I want to you um, know, have no. this public or not. But yeah, we were upstairs uh playing video games probably,
0: and there was like a boom downstairs. You should tell him by the way that it was on the campus of the University of Minnesota.
1: No, it's close to it the campus.
0: Close well, nearby. Okay.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Uh, so, yeah, there was a kaboom downstairs, and my friend was like, oh, what the hell was that? And i was like, yeah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so
3: downstairs. we go downstairs, and it
5: turns out that someone had kicked in the front door. Um, but as soon as he saw my friend's mom, who is not an imposing woman, by the way, no. at all, as soon as he saw the mom, he ran away. So the fact that she was there. Well, she said she swore at him. Well, oh, okay. get out of
1: here, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Yeah.
5: Oh no! Yeah, so no. Just, just her being you there, you know. If she my wasn't. Host. If he Come hadn't on. seen her downstairs, you know, he might have started, you know, rummaging through the place. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely! But we would have been upstairs, well, they not was, knowing. Well, they always, they always had, had dogs. At least yeah. one. Big dogs. Sometimes um, two. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe the it was dogs. Be- maybe it was between dogs. Or maybe the the dad was walking them. Or something, Uh, Oh, that's right, it could, that's right. There was a short period where they didn't have a dog. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the guy just, yeah, walked up, kicked down the door. I think it was probably like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. So it wasn't day, but it wasn't like, you know, 2 a.m. Like most people assume these kind of of things happen. So what we did was we got some scrap wood and we nailed it to the door frame so the door couldn't be opened and then called the cops.
3: There you go. Yeah, could
1: have been worse. How old was the guy?
5: Uh, I didn't ever see him. Oh, okay. So I have a question for yeah, you, so, Jay.
4: But you got lucky. Yeah. Oh,
1: go yeah.
5: He could have like yeah, he could have like I said, if she wasn't in there, then who knows? He could have started going upstairs trying to steal stuff, got startled by us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was armed or not, and who knows? Yeah. So
0: my question for Jay would be, would you get the impression because he was not afraid of making so much noise, kicking in a door? He thought the house was empty. But mm-hmm. he probably was armed as well. I don't know. Yeah. No. Why would I you make know. all that noise when you don't have to? Well, he, thought he thought the house was empty. He yeah, yeah. thought the
3: house was empty. but people on door. the street okay. see
0: you kicking and hear you kicking the door in. In Minneapolis, they're like,
5: oh, so- it must be Tuesday. <laughs> 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 that's, uh, that's nice. So here, here's the
4: thing. Um, a lot of assumptions are made. Right. For a lot of reasons and a lot of occurrences. For instance, when you go, and that's not for every department, but when you going for interviews for police you're trying to get a job they ask you a lot of questions just to see how you respond and one is and if i asked you i said you know do you drink well i really don't drink alcohol but i drink i drink water i drink my protein supplements but if i ask you if you drink and you say no well then you assumed if you pull up on a scene and there's somebody appears to be drunk maybe they need medications and they haven't taken their medications But you roll up on the scene already assuming they're drunk Mm -hmm. you have to kind of have an open mind as to i don't know what the situation is yet all i know is this is what i'm dealing with right now this guy could have been armed knife or gun or not could have had people waiting outside could have had somebody trying to come in the back door at the same time yeah could have been a group of people parked in a van down the street could have been drunk most crimes committed (laughs) Is drug related in some way. There you go. They need money for drugs. drugs I'm not in the right mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or to get money to buy drugs or to get something they can pawn to buy money to buy drugs. Most crimes committed, you're assuming the person making all the noise trying to break in is in their right mind. Maybe they're not in the right mind. Maybe they're off their prescriptions. You don't know. All you know is your life, you're in fear for your life because you don't know what's going on and you don't know this person. And you have to react accordingly. I mean, I have my concealed carry permit, and I have a gun with me in the house. But if somebody's trying to break in the front door, I'm not going to start lobbing bullets through the front of the door. Right. You know, I'm going to have the police on the phone. I'm going to keep them on the phone. Um, I'll have my gun with me. But, you know, if somebody comes barraging through the door and they're wielding knives or guns or there's three people that come piling through, well, i got a decision to make. I'm about to get my ass kicked by three people, or somebody's going to start shooting at me, or I need to start shooting. There's so many things that happen in an incident, and that's what makes the job so hard for police officers, is once you see it on the news, you see part of it. You don't see all of it. You don't see how it started. And they have to make these decisions in just a matter of seconds. Yeah. They don't have a couple of minutes to think it, think it through.
5: Yeah, one of our friends recently said to me in real life, it was only something I'd ever heard on Twitter before, but they said, uh, "Why didn't they shoot the gun out of the guy's hand?" And I almost laughed in her face. <laughs>
4: because it's not Hollywood. No,
5: it yeah. is, that is not how it works at all.
2: Oh, so you admit that law enforcement is just lazy? <laughs> oh, <Whoa. laughs> not good at shooting guns out of hands. Yeah, no, no what a ridiculous thing. Barely has got a. Uh, my understanding is, if the guy's got a weapon and he's getting ready to use it, you just stop him.
5: Right. Well, yeah. If someone has a yeah, gun, well, people can't hand. take the risk. People yeah. also have this idea that it takes like a long time to stab or shoot someone. Like you know, you see the gun, it means you got several seconds before they and level it at you it and up. give the one liner before yeah. they pull the trigger. You know how how it works in real life. They always have to say, "Go ahead, and make my day." Before they shoot, right. you. it's illegal if they don't.
3: <laughs> yeah. But well, no, if like someone's holding a gun,
5: runs. you could be dead within a quarter of a second. You have no in, idea.
4: Even, even a knife. If I stick a knife in your jugular vein, you're not going to... Nope, you're,
5: you're dead. You're done. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know. I hate par- I hate parking ramps so much.
4: And, and actually, in close quarters, a knife's even more deadly. Still yeah. Well, elevator. Remember, I'd rather have a knife in an elevator than a gun.
5: Mm. For close quarters. Oh, no! yeah. You can't fight someone with a knife. You're going to get cut no matter what happens. Yeah.
4: And right, and that's why knowing where to get cut is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you can avoid getting cut or stabbed because you really don't want to get stabbed, they'd rather get cut than stabbed, right. But it depends on where you get cut on the body. And that's why if you train a knife fighting technique, somebody might say, well, I don't want to know how to kill somebody with a knife. Okay, well, if you don't know how to kill somebody with a knife, then you also don't know how to defend against one. So you're actually mm-hmm. saying, I don't want to learn how to defend defend against it. You have to know how to attack with one for you to know how to defend against it and it's not the same you know most of your veins and arteries for instance on your forearm just just look at when you give blood or if they take a blood or put an IV in they always put it on that one side of your arm Mm -hmm. they're not doing it on the back side but it takes a lot of training when somebody starts swinging a knife around to put your arm in front of you with your palm facing you yeah
5: don't want to do that instead of having
4: your palm facing out it's a natural reaction to put your hand facing out, and that exposes all the arteries in the arm. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I'm going to bring out my shield. Just yeah. Carry Just my wonder my Woman. Shield. Yeah, your bracers. Oh, hey, <laughs> America. <laughs> yes. oh, we had a woman on this show a long time ago. Remember the fight like a girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, this, vaguely. yeah, she has a self-defense... Um, school i believe yeah because she got attacked because she was attacked in a parking ramp by a guy in a suit looked like a normal human being yeah i remember and he stabbed her and left her for dead Mm -hmm. stabbed her multiple times and left her for dead so i've ever since then i'm like do i have to go into a parking ramp
4: yeah you you know what they call a guy in a suit on a parking ramp no camouflage Um, all he's doing is blending in oh you blend into your environment people don't you as a threat they don't pay any particular attention yeah but take the same person with the same intention looking extremely homeless Mm -hmm. as you approach that person in a parking ramp you're gonna be more aware like "Mm, this this doesn't look good Mm -hmm. yeah but suppose they put the guy in a suit and tie what do you have to worry about? He's a businessman. Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. A very
0: good point. Wow. That's true.
4: So if I want to commit crimes, I want to blend into my environment. I don't want to stick out. I don't want to stand out.
1: That's where I've been going wrong.
2: So trust no <laughs> one, Catherine.
4: That's what I well, understand. This, well, the other thing has to do another chapter in how to travel local and abroad mm-hmm. is when you go to other countries, I mean, well, okay, so if I go to Scotland, that doesn't mean I'm going to wear a kilt, Okay right but you could and if i was i'd probably blend in but the point of the matter is when you go to a lot of these other countries that just have completely different wardrobe than us if you're wearing the wardrobe from the country that you came from they know hey tourist here's the tourist and they know how to take advantage of tourists right but if you want to blend in as soon as you get there If you get a change of clothes that's more of what everybody else is wearing, it's harder to single you out as a target because nobody really knows you're a tourist until you open your mouth.
0: God, what an amazing day. We need to take a very quick break. you have about another 10 minutes, Jay? I got all the time you need. All right, we'll be right back in just a few minutes more with Jay Johnson right after this. is expensive enough. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kiddies, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
4: I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning.
0: What? It's not a football team.
4: Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre. Sabre and Bryant doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable.
0: continuumweightwellbeing.com or call them or text them at 952-491-6527 The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. We're rocking out, man. That's all I'm saying. You really sold it with the way you
2: delivered the line, too. We're rocking out, man. (laughs) We're We're,
0: rocking out, man. That's exactly
2: right. I am currently rocking. Hey, can I mention real quick, for people that are interested, I'm going back to Joliet State Prison the first uh, weekend in August with uh, Shane Pittman from the Holzer Files, myself, Chris Fleming, the Psychic Medium. We're going to be doing another event there. Information tickets are on sale at darknessevents.com. Darkness events.com if you want to join us and go ghost hunt. And maybe on one of the upcoming episodes, I'll tell you some of the weird stuff and play a couple of the pieces of evidence I got, Tom. That
0: was, that was very cool. Wasn't that a cool piece? Yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. No doubt about it. I That's still, how Jay favorite. and
2: I met, so I thought I'd mention that. You
0: know? Well, my favorite of all time, you're never going to beat this one, I'm sorry, but when Linda Blair said, lick me, <laughs> you're never going to beat that <laughs> I've one. I've
2: got goodness. some weird EVP that might Do get Do you really? Yeah. That bad, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll play it after the show real quickly for you. Like, like they they got very, proposition. very
0: quickly, Jay. I grew up in North Minneapolis. Uh, it was an interesting area. <laughs> we uh, we went to see The Exorcist back and uh, when it first came out, what nineteen seventy? 1970... When was that? It was seventy 77, long ago. Wasn't it? Was it seventy seven? Yeah, it was a long time ago. But we were sitting in the front row of the balcony. My friend, the dog, he was a tough little bastard. Seventy three. Seventy three. There you go. Oh, and The long Godfather time ago. and The Exorcist came out within twelve months. That's a hell of a twelve month period there. Hmm. But in any case, we're sitting in the front row of the balcony at the old Gopher Theater. The movie starts, and the little girl, possessed by the devil, says, uh, what your mother's going to do in hell, I don't want to repeat it. He started laughing so hard he almost fell out of the balcony. Really? I will never Jeez. forget that. He's like, did she, did she just say what I thought she said? <laughs> I said, yeah, dog, settle down. You're going to plummet to your death here. Calm down. Wow. But yeah, I'd love to hear that audio. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Jay, you uh, did you enjoy the trip?
4: Oh, absolutely. It was my third time there.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
4: I'm, a, I'm actually reviewing footage as we speak. Um, I took a lot of footage in that mirror that people say they see things in the mirror. Yeah. So I took a lot of pictures and video, and I'm just sitting here staring at the mirror, seeing if anything pops up.
0: Now, is there one, and this is for Dave and Jay, is there one or two, maybe a handful of characters that were in Joliet Prison that we we know about?
2: Richard Speck.
0: Oh, that's right. Richard Speck was at Joliet. I forgot about that. For
2: 28 Hours. John Gacy. John Gacy, too. Um, God, there's a list, and my mind's blanking out. Al Capone. Uh, Do you remember any of the others offhand, Jay? Here's a weird yeah. one. Richard Speck, who murdered yeah. eight nursing students. Nursing students, right. They give him a position at the hospital there in intake. What? Yes, he worked at the intake desk. Why? At Joliet State in the prison. I guess go you where qualified. you're comfortable. Yeah, I guess. Crazy, huh?
0: You murder eight people and you get the head job. That's yeah, great. That's, well, well just know. at the intake
2: desk. I don't know if that's the head job. Well, but, better uh, I, around I would think you keep him away from the nurses, maybe. Yeah, that not, know, not a give bad a, plan. In a cafe, may, might have been the right place for him.
0: God, amazing, that's an amazing situation. How big is the prison? It's huge. It is. That's why I heard. I've never been there, but yeah. I heard it's a massive prison, and it's a really cool place. Why is
1: it empty?
2: Uh, they just to keep it up. Um, it was so expensive, and there were other prisons in the area, so they transferred the the uh, prisoners out. And you know, a building that size and that old. It was built in what was it? The eighteen hundreds. Oh. Right, Jay? A lot of it?
1: Yeah. Probably is full of asbestos and mold. Actually, not
2: too bad with all that stuff, but it's just the fact that, like, you know, the the wood rots, the ceilings collapse, things like that. So they would have so much money to upkeep that they probably could just build a brand new prison for the same amount of money. Oh, yeah.
0: So So, where did they put the new prison?
2: uh, I think they just... What's funny is in the 1920s or 30s, they built another prison nearby that was meant to transfer... And they never ended up doing it until 2004. Really? You, was, was it Uniondale or something? What was it called, Jay? Do you remember? No. Yeah.
4: I know I'm a big help.
2: Yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> you being <laughs> yeah, there. there. It was great, uh, great having you. No, it, it's a cool place, and it's very active. It was one of those, you go there and you hear how active it is. We were in uh, the West End cell block on the second night. My son Charlie and I were there waiting for our, our group to come join us. And as we're standing outside the cells, very clearly we start hearing, just somebody whistling and i go in and i'm like hello nobody there nobody so we really? look around i'm like that that can't and but we both heard it then we had our group in and we're we're talking and all of a sudden you start hearing on the upstairs you start hearing somebody walking <laughs> and the guy goes running he goes somebody got in upstairs he goes running to check on it and there's nobody there mm. and you could mm. hear what we believe were the guards walking above us as they would do their normal rounds at night. Oh yeah, right. So yeah, we got a lot of crazy activity.
0: God, that's so amazing. Yeah, that is Is un- part of that? I mean, and I because I, I have no history with this whatsoever. Is part of that the the way the the guards had to hit? Ha- Apparently, there's an alarm going the off. Alarm this building.
2: going off. It's situational nice. awareness. Yeah. yeah. Nice talking to you, Jay. We're going to have to uh, yeah. abandon our building right now.
1: It's probably a fire alarm It is test. a fire alarm. You
2: should, you should probably
3: there yeah. go. Well, Jay, Jay, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to go. So the book is Situational
0: Awareness go. 101. Jay, your ghosts are oh, back. I'm They're shown up in our building. What the hell? That's
3: okay. Thanks,
0: Jay. we got to have you back on. Thank you, man. Bites.
3: Are you kidding me? Oh. Holy
0: shit. Man. All right, I guess show's over.
3: This is bullshit, man.